G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Through some hard, bitter experience over the last half century, I've discovered something important. Good health is a choice. Once we know the facts, each one of us can choose to eat and live healthily or not. What choice will you make? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at the choices we make from a different perspective. Have you been able to join me over these last few weeks as we've been chatting about living a healthy life to a ripe old age? Well, if you have, you'll know that I've put forward some very simple propositions about health, your health. And because I know, well, maybe you've missed some of the programs or perhaps you're tuning in today for the first time, I'm going to join the dots on all of that for you right now. Here they are. Proposition number one. There are some diseases and health outcomes that tragically we can't do anything about, but obesity, cardiovascular disease, that's heart attack and stroke, diabetes and some forms of cancer aren't like that. Why? Because the scientific evidence clearly points to the fact that they are direct consequences of consuming a Western diet. Proposition number two. We know that because at the beginning of the 20th century, those diseases which the medical community lumps together under the term metabolic syndrome were an absolute rarity. Back then, just 3,000 or so Americans were dying each year of cardiovascular disease. Today, that's up over 650,000 a year, and in fact would be much higher than that if medical science hadn't found more ways to reduce the death toll once someone actually does have a heart attack or stroke. Proposition number three. It's not just the Americans who've gained masses of weight this last century and a bit. It's every country that's adopted the so-called Western diet. Hundred years ago, just one in five people were overweight. Today, depending on which country you live in, somewhere between a half and two-thirds of all people living in societies that consume the Western diet are overweight. Proposition number four, and this one remains controversial to this day, not all people are going to agree with me here, the answer is not the idea of a low-fat diet that's promoted generally by the medical and diet professionals. Since the 1960s, when we had the idea that fat makes you fat, therefore reduce fat in your diet, that idea was dropped onto our heads, we have continued to gain weight, a lot of weight. Blind Freddy can see it's not working. Proposition number five. The culprit, according to the latest research, is in fact that the Western diet is high in sugar and other refined carbohydrates. That makes our blood sugar spike up and go down like a yo-yo. And it's the sugar, not the fat, that's clogging up our arteries. So, since the low-fat diet clearly isn't working, it's time to wind the clock back to when our grandparents were eating plenty of bacon and animal fats and eggs, but almost no refined carbohydrates, to a time when obesity, cardiovascular disease and diabetes were almost non-existent. And finally, Proposition 6, once we've done that, the weight comes off easily and naturally because our God-given appetite control system is no longer being gummed up and filled by all those refined carbohydrates. 
And so we naturally start feeling like eating less and doing some moderate exercise. The big kicker for me is realising the historical context, the idea that metabolic syndrome only started happening into the 20th century and correlating that with the massive increases in sugar and refined carbohydrates in our diets over exactly the same period. See, study after study shows the correlation of introducing the Western diet into societies and almost like clockwork, 20 years after that introduction, diabetes, heart disease and stroke go from an almost zero level to epidemic levels. That's it in a nutshell. That's what we've been talking about these past few weeks. And over these last couple of days, and and this is what I want to chat a bit more with you about today, making a decision to be healthy. Here are the medical facts, not from me, but from the researchers. If you remove refined carbohydrates from your diet, sugar, white flour, white rice, potatoes, you statistically almost remove the chance of heart disease, diabetes type 2, and stroke. And on average, that would add at least 12 years to your life. And remember, it's not just about adding years to your life, but life to your years. Many people become disabled in their older years simply because they've been consuming the high-carb Western diet for most of their life. That's why I've called this series Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age. And so over these last few weeks, I've been setting out the facts for you, as controversial as some people still think they are, so that you can make up your own mind. If you'd like to catch up on some of the programs that you may have missed in this series, you can online at ChristianityWorks.com. But facts aren't enough. Talking about them and thinking about them is not enough. We need to do something about them. It may be that you're living a healthy lifestyle now. It may be that you're fit and healthy and full of energy and your blood tests show that you're at a low risk of cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Hey, if you are, great. But you are by far in the minority, by far. If you're part of the grossly unhealthy majority, then you have a decision to make. And and let me set out the decision very clearly so you can't miss it. You can choose between these two options. Option one. Option one is that you stick with what you're doing at the moment. You keep eating the white bread, the sugary cereals, the sugary sauces. You keep eating loads of pasta and rice and potatoes. You keep drinking the sweet drinks. You keep slogging away at the occasional diet. That's option one. And option one will mean that you, like most of the rest of the population, will develop insulin resistance. You'll probably have a fatty liver. You'll probably carry around 5, 10, 15, 20 or even more kilograms of excess body fat. You'll keep feeling tired and lethargic. And one day your doctor, if you dare to visit him, will tell you you have diabetes. Or one day you'll feel a sharp pain in your chest, a myocardial infarction known to most of us as a heart attack the most common outcome of which is death. Or one day, sooner than you may think, you'll suffer a stroke. Keep sticking with option one and your body will age prematurely. You'll be far more likely to suffer one or more disabilities as you age and you'll almost certainly die before your time. And if you think I'm being brutal about this, hey, that's nothing compared to the foot amputation that the average diabetic eventually goes through. Then there's option two. Option two is apparently harder in the short term. Option two means saying, you know, I've heard the message about the impact of sugar in particular and other refined carbohydrates in my life. 
It's about being an early adopter. It's a bit like suspecting that smoking was bad for you in the early 1970s when, due to the deceit and lobbying of the tobacco industry, that fact was still very much in dispute. Option two means ditching pretty much everything that's processed, everything that's laced with sugar and refined carbs, which is rather a lot, and winding the clock back 150 years on your diet. Option two, as I've discovered, means explaining yourself over and over again to people when you refuse the dessert by saying, no, I'm sorry, I don't eat dessert. It means being ridiculed, it means breaking your sugar addiction, and it means returning to old-fashioned food like bacon and eggs for breakfast, pork roast for dinner, lashings of vegetables, the sorts of things your grandparents ate before metabolic syndrome existed. That's option two. And what will happen to you is that your body will shed weight, your doctor will marvel at your blood test results, people will look at you incredulously as you're eating your scrambled eggs for breakfast and wonder how you ever did it, and you won't be anywhere near as hungry, anywhere near as often as you are today. Oh, and just by the way, your risk of heart attack, stroke, diabetes and some cancers will, over the next year or two, plummet, with the statistical likelihood of any form of disability as you age reducing dramatically, while all the while your life expectancy goes up and up by an average of 12 years. They're the choices, option one or option two. Which one will you choose? Too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight. And that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. You can request your free copy of this booklet right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send this booklet Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.